Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. It's a good show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, one comedian doing his own voiceover for his own podcast due to monetary restrictions got tired of pretending he's seen The Wire in conversations at parties. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. I'm Kyle Ayers. This is Never Seen It with Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where people rewrite famous movies and television shows that they have never seen, and we will read those scripts here for you on the podcast. Today, we are doing Silence of the Lambs. It has been rewritten by, and we are joined by Noah Gardenswartz. Hey. hey. Thank you for being here, Noah. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course. And, and once again, we have Teresa Lee as well to read a part here with us. Hello. What's up? Thank you for being here. So what is... I want to... You've never seen Silence of the Lambs. None of us have seen Silence of the Lambs. Maybe <laughs> That's an important awesome. preface. <laughs> that makes me feel good. I've seen the poster. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen... This is uh, this is a movie I forget about all the time. I just forget it exists. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... When did it come out? In the early 90s, I Something believe. Like and uh, from all accounts, very good movie. I think it won Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, featuring... Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster, a lot of... for Yeah, for being a movie that once you break down every part of it, you realize that part of it is known as a legendary e- example of that. Right. This is the most legendary performance, and then this has another very legendary performance. This is the example of a thriller and like a serial killer movie. This is a, a movie that won Best Picture. I really don't think about the movie ever. Right, and I just don't know at what point now... Almost 25, 30 years after it came out, would I find the occasion and the time and the reason to watch it? That's a good, like, when are you... Yeah, like, when, when think, is a good yeah. day to go watch Silence of the Lambs now? <laughs> I, and it doesn't even really fall into Halloween movie. Right. And now Netflix is going to release Stranger Things every year on Halloween for the rest of our lives, so we don't have anything... That's another one I've never seen, but... Well, it's fine. Did you gasp? She I, did. She I definitely did. I stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, that's such a, but that's the thing everyone has to watch now, is Stranger Things. That's the new, 
It's not that's I wouldn't put them in the same category as Silence of the Lambs. It's it's more of like an eighties uh, mo- movie ode. But I mean, not to go too deep into all the millions of things I've never seen, but the one that is like that's people look at me doing. like it should be punishable. Yeah, but I've never seen Game of Thrones either. Any of it? Never seen an episode. Never seen a single minute of Game of Thrones. That one's hard to get into though if you if you miss the beginning because well that's what so that bad. that's one of the ones where it's like. I'm so far behind on when it was culturally relevant yeah. from the start that I was just like, you know what? If I hope it never happens, but if I'm ever in a hospital for five days, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna watch. We can make that happen. You yeah, said that right. it smells like orange in here from some cleaner they sprayed. Yeah, uh, we could relocate the podcast closer to the source and get you five free days. Hell yeah! Today's the last day to sign up for the Affordable Care Act. Uh, we just want to put that out there. This is gonna come out in a month when that's well past. So that promised me this wouldn't get political. <laughs> <laughs> so that is such a the thing. Game of Thrones is so daunting because it's like, hey, you've never seen a minute of this. Check out a minute of it, and then maybe invest. 400 right, hours of your yeah, life into when something. I when I first moved to New York I had just started binge watching Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. and my entire first two weeks of New York were just Friday Night Lights <laughs> just in an apartment where I didn't city. know anyone yeah yeah it's because once you're invested in it and it's so e- it's not like Game of Thrones is just on every week so you could watch that one episode and then go find New York in those six other days and then watch the next. This was just something that you could sit and do all day, every day for a month. The thing is, I also feel like it's kind of unfair for me to be able to watch Game of Thrones based on how tormented all the serious fans are having to wait for so long in between seasons <laughs> to see what happens. And I'm just like, yeah, let me go take a piss and then I'll find out the mystery. You know? <laughs> So you could just wait until it would be fun if you watched the entire show the week before the series finale, right. and you're like, "Isn't it crazy how we just all got to watch this all this week and never had to wait?" Yeah, this is the experience that we want to have. It's also such a specific genre. I I feel like when there's big movies and TV shows like that where everyone wants to talk about, and it's got a specific genre, like I want to watch it just to talk. But sometimes I just like I can't watch horror, so I don't want to watch any horror movies, even if everyone's talking about it. I'm with you. It hasn't stopped me from high-fiving people with an appropriate winter is coming reference, though. So, <laughs> Well, that's pretty much all I've taken out of the show, and I've seen it all twice. So that's I haven't. But that's that's the biggest takeaway is the winter is coming. Sure. I think Hold the Door has surpassed winter is coming. Is that part of maybe not. Game of Thrones? I feel like, yeah. Oh, no. I have the adult film scripts that I get from my Craigslist ads, and we have received two of them called Gay Muff Thrones, and I'm like, that's a, that's a pretty solid title. <laughs> two, uh, two, separate two, people, for, yeah, two separate people. Fantastic. I have hundreds of Game of Thrones ones because people seem pretty, right. you know, it's almost that already. This is just, it doesn't cut away. And um, But two people sent me Gay Muff Thrones, and right. I both times applauded at my computer. That's sort of something you write, and then you write backwards. You come up with that pun. I'm trying to think what I would go with. Maybe Game of Came on Thrones. Game of Bones. What, what, what did you say? Came on Boners? Came on I boners. said, no. I said, <laughs> I said Came on Thrones. Okay. It's just a dude who's really into coming on Thrones. <laughs> it's more of an... Yeah, yeah. It's just a way... That's actually it's what most of the show fetish. Mindhunter is about. <laughs> this is almost like the... Silence of the Lambs is... Oh, oh we, before we go too far, we got to tease what's going to happen at the end. Okay. We're already getting by it. So every episode, until he gets tired of it, we play a game called Guess What Movie My Dad Is Describing, have, having never heard of the movie and only seen the movie trailer. I love this game. And it is... My dad has never seen anything. He's sort of catching up on... A, the, last time, the last time he went to a movie theater was to see Space Jam. 
That was the last time he went to movie theater. I love that that's the one he went to see in yeah. theaters. It's kind of a walk-off as far as movies go. Yeah. He's not a big movie guy. He's sort of catching up now that he's retired and everything, and, and we'll watch some now, but he, he doesn't know any of these. So this is just sort of notes on the movie trailer that he will read back. Love so, it. So let's, can we tease like the first like 10, 10 seconds of it, and then we'll, get, we'll hit the whole thing at the end. Great. Sometimes you can hear my mom or my dog. Okay, so we're going to scroll through a bunch of people's photos here. I think that's enough. I think that's enough of a tease. We'll get it back at the end of the episode. Wait, that was him describing a movie? A movie trailer. Saying we're going to scroll through a bunch of people's photos here? Yep. I'm going to go with the social network. That's what I was thinking. That already is it. That is it. <laughs> is it? Yeah, you could have saved the guests for the end when we played the game, but now uh, we don't have to do it later. Well, I'm sorry that I'm so fucking good. <laughs> do you want to just listen to the whole thing right now? Have a less intelligent guest on next time. Let's just listen to the whole thing right now. We have had a lot of less intelligent guests, and you know what? The episodes have been really good. <laughs> Let's just play the whole thing. Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to scroll through a bunch of people's photos here. This is a dramatic children's choir song it's a dramatic college movie mm -hmm. how can you steal something like that <laughs> there's that singer it's justin timberlake so it's a movie where everyone is in court but also partying entire time are they friends everyone wants money oh there's that blue thumbs up I think I could have guessed the social network based on any of these individual lines. He's really he getting good at describing all, yeah. them. He's, yeah. he's, he's kind of like, but that's a very succinct. With the exception of, oh, there's that singer. Really? The rest of them were all, yeah. Have you, had you heard just, oh, there's that singer, and you'd be like, that's the social network? I, we probably would have stopped the episode <laughs> yeah. and, and started over. So you're saying you've never seen Game of Thrones, which is something that is maybe the only show right now that like is a week-to-week -week trans, like into pop. Everyone talks about sure. it. Is there's not that many of those shows happen at a time where this is a thing that like kind of yeah. consumes culture while it's on. That and suits. No, yes, those are the two. <laughs> <laughs> suits is going to get a Google alert when this podcast comes out. That's how few people are watching it. They'll be like, "We're on a thing." Oh no, no, we're a bit again. Uh, the girl who married Prince Harry on. Oh yeah, that did. Was she on suits? Maybe that's why it was part of the, my mind's mm -hmm. eye right now. Is that the girl who she was an actor? She was an actress on like a USA show. Meghan Markle. Markle, Meghan Markle. I thought that yeah. was the Chancellor of Germany. <laughs> I think I might be confused about who's anyone. Prince Harry is marrying the Chancellor of Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angela Merkel and Prince Harry. <laughs> it's nice to finally have you know a, another. What's it? And, and you're not into Game of Thrones, but you're into these two houses merging together here. Listen, if you like this, you truth is stranger it. than fiction. <laughs> Uh, so you've seen, we, you never spent any of this time watching Game of Thrones. You said you've never seen The Godfather Part 2 or 3, but you've seen The First Godfather. Correct. There's a lot of these like like huge movies you've never seen. What is the worst movie or television show you've invested the most time into? The worst that, I, honestly, I, do, I don't have like a true guilty pleasure of a show that is critically horrible that I love. Mm -hmm. But looking back, I did spend a lot of years in college watching the real world road rules, uh, <laughs> like gauntlet challenges. Yeah, yeah. like enough to where you remember some of their names. Oh, CT West, absolutely. <laughs> Johnny Bananas. Yeah, I mean, so I, I would say I've probably given too much of my time to the real world road rules challenges over yeah. the years. So it was, I, I kind of 
saw I don't know too much, but it was still the real world was on MTV, mm-hmm. and then the road rules was what it was like it was the also real world on MTV. in a bus. Yeah, they would go in an RV and they would travel the country, living in an in an uh, like a city Winnebago, if you will. Yeah, and there would be challenges across the way that would earn them their money. Okay, you know, like they'd go into a small town and then find a job to do for the day while they were there, which would give them gas and food money. It was actually a much less luxurious version of real world. It was like, yeah, yeah, you're living with five strangers, but you also... That sounds closer to Survivor than real world. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, honestly, by the end of the real world Road Rules challenges, they started just doing like internet entries of people who had never been on either show that just got voted in by fans to be like... I like that you're not quite, but sort of hipstering the real world Road Rules challenge yeah, sure. right now. You're like, and then it kind of fell off and after it, season Yeah, it 16. jumped the shark after... They didn't let Puck spit in people's mouths anymore. Right. And so, so what happened in the... So in the challenge then, it would be almost... It was like that extreme challenge or like American Ninja Warrior, but with these people... Yeah, if you will. But I mean, it changed based on the season. Like sometimes it was every man for themselves. Sometimes it was teams. And, you know, that's what that's what kept me coming back is to see how the game uh, grew and evolved over time. Keep watching this. Well, you know, there were certain personalities that I grew attached to watching that sometimes you watch for the drama of how they're going to get along or not get along from week to week. Sometimes there were fights that would be teased at the beginning of the season that you watch all season. Uh, a good amount of drinking and sex behind the scenes. And, Sounds yeah. like you're describing Game of Thrones. <laughs> it yeah. is not that it's... far from Game of Thrones. It's large stunts to position people better with alliances to then allow people to And also, let's, let's keep in mind, I'm not exaggerating when I say this was a time in my life when I was smoking between six to eight blunts a day. So sure. I was easily entertained and also kind of numb to whatever I was watching. But it's nice to have... I think that people are too critical of guilty pleasure shows as not being quality. Sure. And hype up shows that would maybe be more of like critic bait into being better than they actually are. I'm trying to think if there's one... I mean, I didn't invest a lot of time. I think The OC is one of the greatest shows that's ever been made. Okay. It's it's a soap opera. I think soap operas is maybe what I would lump a lot of things into. I think that they're too shunned and, and people feel there's almost like a stigma attached to them, but then people will watch 700 of the same oh no you know what fuck that i'm sorry i just realized the show that i spent a whole lot of time in that i watched from the beginning ironically hoping to hate it and develop material on it that i ended up (laughs) this is exactly what i want okay yeah sorry i can't even believe i didn't think of this right from the start nashville Okay. I became a huge fan of Nashville because at the time I was living in Atlanta yeah. and they were promoing it everywhere. And I was like, all right, I'm in the South. I'll watch this god-awful show and have a joke or two at next week's open mic about it. And from the pilot, I was hooked. <laughs> okay. See, that's one of those shows that I, I don't needed know much to see about if it. Deacon and Raina James ended up together. And they kept it going <laughs> for a few years. And then, and then the show did jump the shark. And I do believe it exists somewhere else now, maybe on... Like CW or something? Yeah, like, like Hulu. It like went to oh, yeah. one of the streaming sites that bought it and redid it. But when it was originally on ABC and was basically premiering as a huge hit i was unironically watching nashville and very invested in the storylines i think some people are the same it's not a scripted thing well it is kind of with like the bachelor i think people will tell themselves they're ironically watching it when they really just completely enjoy the process of the show sure i don't know if you could maybe you could sit in alone and ironically watch an hour-long thing 20 times a year 
that's a lot to eventually right. you got to be honest with yourself. and i would argue although i haven't watched this other show very much i would argue that nashville was the precursor to what became the hit empire that was yeah. i was gonna because try, yeah. the very next year fox basically came out with a black version of nashville which was just like a show about the recording industry mm-hmm. but also like all these lives intertwined with drama outside of the recording i've heard empire discussed as almost like a soap opera with the extent right. that people like it's like unrealistically intertwining things together sure but it's just large large actions happening to yeah. move so along. so Real World Road Rules Challenge was early 20s Noah, mm-hmm. and then early 30s Noah was wasting a lot of time on Nashville. I think if you... Uh, so, Game of Thrones is probably a soap opera. I'm sure I am sure I would like Game of Thrones yeah. if I watched it, even though I'm not a big sci-fi fantasy guy. I'm not trying to even get you it to watch it, but it is... this, Especially the earlier seasons of the show, the fantasy is almost just a backdrop for people having very dramatic family relationships with each other. When you say family relationships, do you mean like incest rape? Because I've heard a lot of that. I mean, it, that in the most literal <laughs> sense of family of relationship, but also like uh, monarchy relationship, okay. investment between families for legacy and blah, 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 and things like that. Yeah, supposedly there's a, a wedding where a lot of people got killed and no one saw it coming. I know that, too. <laughs> I saw it coming because when I watched the episode, I was watching with someone who had read the books, and he oh. was staring at me. and i was like why do you keep looking at me and he's like this episode ends crazy and i was like what do you yeah how can you can't do that the book people everyone needs to relax if you've read the books sure the thing that's different about the books and and the show is the show is on right now and you're not you need to shut up adam yeah why is it fine it's finally passed the books though right it has passed the books that's a very weird thing that happened where the show and we don't got to spend a ton of time talking about game of thrones or whatever but the show Yeah, that's not why i came here i came here to talk about (laughs) silence of the land the show has passed where the books are are they going to write more books? And uh, that's the kind of a big thing where the the author is taking forever to come out with the books, and now people are like rushing the oldest man who he looks like to me. He looks like if Guillermo del Toro drew Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> and um, so it's just like this old uh, Dungeons and Dragons man who comes out with the books whenever he wants. And now people are rushing him, and then when it comes out, people will be like, "This seems rushed." <laughs> it's a uh, give it to me now society we live in, you know. <laughs> So if we're getting back to Silence the Lambs a little bit, have you ever seen any of the offshoots of it? Aren't there, a, there's like five or six shows, right? That There's Hannibal oh, there as a show Hannibal. that exists. Yeah. And there's been sequels to it that have come out and a lot of things that have benefited. And it's also, it is a precursor to what now there are a million serial killer cons- ways to consume serial killing things. People are obsessed with it. I, I know any of the podcasts, nothing of Sounds of the Lambs or any of its tangential offshoots right. in any medium. I know the cliche one liners that it spawned off. I know it puts the lotion in the bucket. I know yeah. I ate his liver with a candy and some fava beans. But are you into the serial killer genre that's like Not super popular right now? Bit, which is also probably re- part of the reason why I've never seen Sounds of the Lambs. Yeah. I don't, I don't care for, uh, horror sci-fi fantasy murder mystery like i pretty much keep it drama comedy okay with my cultural consumption so you want it like rooted in a real world some would say some would yeah. call it a road rules some would call it an <laughs> extreme challenge but exactly <laughs> you want it to be so you would look more at even yeah. if the relationships are the same the sopranos would appeal to you more than game of thrones absolutely and i loved sopranos okay. yeah i like i like 
seeing and watching stories that could exist in real life in like a world I'm familiar with. Okay. And as you know, I grew up the son of a mafia boss, so Sopranos spoke to me. Yeah. Joking. <laughs> We're going to have to uh, edit that part out. Yeah. Noah's holding a gun. I am Garden Swords, big mafia boss of the Denver Accounting Circuit. I, I rem- yeah, they actually wanted to call it the Garden Swartzes, but it didn't test as well with audiences. <laughs> hey, that's uh, Tony as a Garden Swartz. Hey, give me my fucking locks and bagel, huh? This is how many episodes in a row has it uh, devolved into doing Italian stereotype accents? It's like five. No, that was a Jewish stereotype. No, but with Lots the accents. Ma- well, that was just a Tony Soprano imitation. <laughs> uh, okay, we're gonna we got a couple games we're gonna play. The first game that we're gonna play, we play a lot of times. It is movie before and afters. So this is two movies smashed into one. You have to tell me what movie this has has become. Okay, um, but before we start, can we just acknowledge that I dominated that first game? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Cool. Well, I think we acknowledge it when we finished the game and 45 <laughs> minutes earlier than we normally do. Um, just edit out a long pause so it sounds like you're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll put in. If we can get any. Can you just say, uh, for a second? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this game is, uh, I'll, I'll do it. We'll just, this is movie before and afters. So we've combined two movie plots very poorly into one plot and you have to tell me the title of that movie which is two movie titles smashed together uh there's a theme so one movie in each is a dwayne johnson movie or television show okay so one of them is the rock and so so will this one will be maybe an exit you guess so this is the first one you ready we go we don't want people to tune out because of the lack of production sure. value a former football star turned financial manager starts an unlikely emotionally charged affair with the wife of a man he just executed. Huh. Okay, well, I know Ballers is the first show. And what's that? The the man he... He starts an unlikely emotionally charged affair with the wife of a man he just executed. Oh, uh, Monster Ballers? Monsters Ballers. Ah, yeah. uh, got Bob it. Thornton, okay. Halle Berry movie. Yeah. Which, okay, wait. So The Rock was not no, in... No, but he's in Ballers. One of them. Right. Okay. But I thought you said he was the connecting... Yeah, I said he would be in one of the movies in each one. One of them. Got it. Oh, okay. Now, all right. Got it. Got it. Got do you want it. me to Monsters do the same Ballers. one again and we'll just edit out the first <laughs> no, one? You can really no. 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 Listen, I'm all about integrity, which okay. is why I wouldn't give a fake uh to the beginning. <laughs> and I want you to show how but horrible hey, I was at the start Thank you for the uh right one. there. I yeah. appreciate it. Um, okay, now I get what we're doing. The Rock will be in one of them. Yes, number Let's two. Play. An international terrorist's brother is thirsty for revenge and takes on Dominic Bryan and the crew and takes them on races through the streets while targeting people who he thinks represent one of the deadly sins. Fast and the Furious 7? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right, cool. Uh, that's more of a visual one because you can see the number 7 in the word 7. Uh it's just Furious 7, but you know I'm not going to expect you to remember which word they used in the title of all those movies. We have two more. This one is a bad decision on my part to make this one. An adventurous teenager sails out on a mission to save her people, fulfilling the ancient quest of her ancestors by moving to New York and hilariously and quirkily cooking lobster in a pot with a sexual predator. <laughs> Wait, is the first one Moana? Wait, sexual predator... What is that? When did Rock... Moana Man? Juana Man? No, I don't know. that would have been a better combination. <laughs> yeah. by, Cooking lobster by, in a pot? Mm-hmm. Burnt? Moana Burnt? Burnt Moana? 
No. What? What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I know that. Cooking Mox lobster in a pot. Well. Hilariously and quirkily cooking lobster in a pot with a sexual predator. Allegedly. Oh, uh, wait. Maybe it's the sexual predator in real life like a Woody Allen, but not in the movie. Maybe. I don't know the Woody I Allen film about cooking. It is. I don't. Moani Hall. Oh, okay. ah. Moani Hall, everybody. Okay, nice. There's too many. Things oh, and he are... did, and they did hilariously cook a lobster in Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, all right. So I'm one for two, one for three. <laughs> Teresa saving me. I know. I just one knew you would keep score. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay, last one here uh, for the before and afters. A reality show where drag queens real com- world road rules challenge <laughs> where drag queens <laughs> compete to prevent an invasion of Earth by driving twins up a mountain to reach their spaceship. What? A reality show where drag queens compete to prevent an invasion of Earth by driving twins up a mountain to reach their spaceship. RuPaul's Drag Race to the top of the sun. No, but (laughs) you're close. (laughs) The first part I'm sure I got. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with The Rocks. It's a remake of a movie. Alien Twins. In spaceship. Describe it again. You've never seen this twin it's movie not before? Transformers. No. no. A reality show. No, I got the reality part. What's the second one? To prevent an invasion of Earth by driving twins up a mountain to reach their spaceship. Oh, uh, my minority. No. no it's going to be something race because RuPaul's Drag Race. I feel like it's going to be done when RuPaul's I Drag that. Race to which mountain, everybody? <laughs> race to no, which I mountain? Didn't. I would never, never yeah. Well, yeah, I just couldn't figure out how to use the Tooth Fairy in another one. Sure. And the rest <laughs> of them are Fast and the Furious movies <laughs> <Yeah>. or Jumanji. <laughs> well, Baywatch. You what about all of his pairing up with Kevin Hart? Oh. <laughs> the Rock has made a lot of movies. Yeah. I was just, just go, trying to go through and pick ones that would, that would work out. Also, to be honest, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't use the movie The Rock. Starring Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. That would have been like a nice little mind fuck. Then, and I could have combined it with like a WWE episode that he was exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The Rock's The Rock. The, the, no, the no, rock. the feedback has been delivered and we'll <laughs> put it in the future episodes of the show. Hey guys, are you the kind of cinephile who's been known to use IMDb to track the timeline of someone's career? Or predict amongst friends the box office earnings opening weekend? Then you should be listening to Blank Check with Griffin and David, who together review directors' complete bodies of work episode to episode. Specifically, the auteurs whose early successes afforded them the rare Blank Check to make their own crazy big-budget passion projects. If you're listening to Doug Loves Movies or The Flophouse or How Did This Get Made, then you should give Blank Check a listen. The hosts are comedian and star of Amazon's The Tick, Griffin Newman, and the Atlantic senior film critic, David Sims. Past guests have included film critics from BuzzFeed, Vanity Fair, Vulture, Rolling Stone, Vox, IndieWire, Jezebel, director Alex Ross Perry, comedians Seton Smith and Mike Drucker. Listen to Blank Check on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. The only podcast where a kid gets ran over on his bicycle by a stranger who then writes him a check that he writes $1 million for using his old Macintosh computer and somehow gets 50 to $60 million worth of items. Game three, since we already did game three, this is game three, this is trivia. I'm going to give you trivia about a movie from IMDb, and you have to tell me which movie this is from. Um, if you, you can guess it whenever, but you know it's more interesting the, the later that you I go. hope none of it involves which mountain. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. <laughs> now you'd probably guess that. All right, here's, here's, here's movie one. The main actor was not paid for this film. Instead, he took percentage points 
which ultimately netted him Forrest in the region. Gump. It is Forrest Gump. Wow. I knew that about Tom Hanks. That's crazy. Yeah. You knew that about Tom Hanks specifically? I knew that specifically. I wasn't even that. He made $40 million. I knew that. Yeah. You want to hear the rest of the trivia about this? Sure. Let's go through it. But let the record show once again I dominated That was great. I like <laughs> that. You, you Look, you're just swinging really hard here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with every transition, the main character's age, one thing remains the same. In the first scene of every each transition, he wears the same type of shirt. Huh, okay. The movie has a line in the top 40 of the AFI's most memorable movie quotes, and it's ranked 76th on their all-time movie list, and it is also on their most overrated movie list. I don't understand how that works. I wonder if he's still seeing residuals from Bubblegum Shrimp Company, the restaurant. If the movie 100% is, right? Uh, Jodie Foster, Nicole Kidman, and Demi Moore all three turned down the role of Jenny. I wouldn't have said Jenny had you not already guessed it. Tupac wow. Shakur was the first person to audition for Bubba. Really? Wow. And he did not get it. Uh, three people turned down Bubba. David Allen Greer, Ice Cube, and Dave Chappelle. Ice Cube said he refused. David Allen Greer was busy. Ice Cube refused to play an idiot. That's his exact quote. Okay. And Dave Chappelle thought the movie would bomb, so he said no. Chappelle admitted on Inside the Actors Studio with James Lipton that <laughs> every it's time the movie regret. comes up, he regrets not, ha- not having done the movie. And he said he wanted to be in a movie with Tom Hanks, and so he ended up being in You've Got Mail. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> because Forrest yeah. Gump was so successful, he said, I want to be in a movie with Tom Hanks, and so they gave him a role in You've Got Mail. He was the black best friend. Mm-hmm. Who was telling him how to go on a blind date? Yep. Over 20 palmetto trees were planted to improve the Vietnam scenes. And this is Haley Joel Osment's film debut. So Wait, so were you going to give me all of those clues if I didn't get it? Yeah, we're going to Based on the financial aspect? Mm-hmm. I didn't expect you to get it based on the financial <laughs> aspect. Son of Iron Garden Swords, Mafia Accountant. <laughs> okay, here's, here's, here's movie two. This is a trivia facts about movie two. This movie was nominated for three Oscars. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I felt, I felt the judgment in your hmm. Pulp Fiction. This the release date for this movie was set before there was a script or a cast. Still got nothing. To keep the film realistic and under budget, the U.S. Department of Defense provided their support towards the film's production. And it's the second largest project they've ever assisted. Zero Dark Thirty? Nope. Amanda Seafried and Emma Stone both auditioned for, but did not get the main female role. I'm trying to think of, a, of war movies right now. Patton Oswald was offered, but declined a role in the film that was eventually given to Anthony Anderson. Top Gun? Oh, Anthony Anderson. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> uh, the other... Wait, Anthony Anderson. Dane uh, Cook lobbied for a part in the movie, but was turned down. Honestly, the only movie I can think about starring Anthony Anderson right now is me, myself, and Irene. Isn't he in <laughs> the Transformers movie or something? I don't think I'm going to get this one. It is Transformers. Oh, it is? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the government got involved? The government got involved. And here's the rest of them. There was a it real was nominated for three Oscars. All uh, oh, special, special effects. effects. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, there was a real, this was a real trivia fact on the website. I think that was a real truck of Furbies they blew up. Oh <laughs> Someone was confident enough in that to put that online. Wait, was Dane Cook lobbying to be Shia LaBeouf? Uh, I think, yeah. Okay. And then here's another thing. I'd, Optimus Prime's body language and movements were modeled after Liam Neeson. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't they? 
And then according to the lead actress, which was Megan Fox, who got the role over Amanda Seyfried and Emma Stone, she was attending a Linkin Park concert. And when it was oh over, God. the band met her personally, said they heard about the movie and asked her to lobby to have them get a song in the movie. Huh. And they did. They got a song. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Her audition was to wash a car in like in a private for my like, yeah i know how auditions work the girl you know, comes over and washes your car, your car in a bathing suit, suit. how do you it, think noah got on the podcast <laughs> well i'm just uh the commonality amanda seafried emma stone megan fox it's a weird so they three were, venn diagram well, so they were only auditioning actresses with notable eyes yeah i guess it might have said uh doe-eyed girl fights robots yeah Maybe. And then here's, this is interesting to me. The film's tagline was, their war, our world, was written for the movie Alien vs. Predator, <laughs> but the studio just moved it to oh Transformers at the last minute. Hell yeah. That's so funny. So this, so many people were involved with making different parts of this movie, and then they just put it together. I like it. Almost like a Transformer. <laughs> Are you proud of that one? I'm not. I'm not proud of it at all. And they, yeah, they released, once Michael Bay signed on, they gave him the release date for the movie, and then he started writing it and working with people. Do you know how much time had passed between when they signed him? And- like three years. Okay. So that's doable. So somewhere between two and three years, because it said, you know, sure. the year date's in there. Well, there we go. So we did pretty good. I think you did okay in the games there. We're going to slowly... Get in and move towards. I'm. I'm so. I can't stop thinking about how none of us have seen Silence of the Lambs. Is that is that the only time that's happened so far? I think it's the only that time that's no happened so far. The movie but what I'm because the whole this whole the whole podcast and the whole show sort of came about here because of I felt like I had never seen a lot of things, mm-hmm. and every conversation now is about: Are you caught up with? Are you watching? Are you in the middle of like what are you watching right now? Are you in the middle of watching some show right now? No. Well, there we go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I no, I uh, I have been on a huge Thirty Rock binge, but I, I've seen it, so it's like it's not like new. But I've been rewatching. See, I, I find 30 comfort Rock in rewatching the things yeah. as well. I rewatched The Office at least like the first five just, seasons. Just because I, I, I found Thirty Rock to be one of the best joke writing shows. Like every line is just a hard hitting joke, but somehow they tell a coherent story in between really just writing jokes. That yeah. pilot's like one of the best pilots ever written. It's very, it's very tight. Strong. It's Yeah. Yeah. I think whoever wrote that, if they stick with it, might have a future. <laughs> um, a lot of comedians and a lot of people that I've talked to when we've done this are very into rewatching things that make them comfortable that are involved in something in their life rather than watching and delving into new endeavors. Because now, the, and now there's m- many more TV shows than I think there are movies that kind of right. take over, and that's a lot more time to invest in something. Well, I'm I'm just in between. Like, yeah, like I I watch the shows I like, and they're all in between. Like I was just watching the entire season of Curb. Okay. You know, and then that's done. But so. you keep up with that. That's not something yeah. you like wait till the yeah, end of the yeah, season Kurt, to watch all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. What's the last show, I guess, that, that you watched when it was on television? Like, do you watch Curb Sunday nights when it starts? Yes. Oh, the, no. The show I do still keep up with right now that I watch when it's on television in real time is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? that's another one that I think is just A like one of the best Andrew. written it's just so funny. Yeah, so you like know, oh, new episodes of this are on. You're gonna yeah, watch I, on Tuesday nights. I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I don't think anyone has said anything that new when we've talked about that. Well, look at you. I'm very cool. <laughs> 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 All right. So before we, I can't. This is 
You don't watch. I, I this still blows me away because you, did you watch the Jinx? No, I know. I know. I keep asking these things, but I don't watch such, stuff like that. This is such. A, I have zero. But interest you know in that like, it's like taken over, right? You know that there's a million serial killer podcasts. Serial killer. Why do you? No, think, I'm so detached from that world that I didn't even know. It was what do you think? Relevant. What turns you off about it? It's not that there's anything that specifically turns me off so much as there's nothing that turns me on. It just doesn't. Can we make sure me. we isolate that exact sound clip? <laughs> <Yeah. too? laughs> nothing that turns me on. I am an asexual <laughs> robot. Um, yeah. No. That like. I mean, I watched Making a Murderer, which I, I don't even know if you would include that in that genre. And, like, it was I, fine. I would say it's one of those, like, transitions to the reality where everything's a cold case now. Right. But it's like, yeah, like, I never watch. I've never seen an episode of Law and Order, mm-hmm. for instance. So, like, murder, mystery, all that shit doesn't appeal to me because, in a way, I guess it bums me out. Okay. That's what like, I I'd, I'd rather laugh than wonder who killed someone. Sure. With my own entertainment. I suppose this is where I think a lot of people these days disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's the people who laugh and want to know, and those are the people we got to keep yeah. an eye on this season on Mindhunter. Well, that's why I tried to write a funny version of Silence of the Lambs. It's a murder mystery that you can laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's do Silence of the Lambs. Andrew, you want to come join us over here? So I'm reading stage directions? You'll read the stage directions here. And then are the characters all introduced? Yeah, I think you pretty much introduce everyone as they come in, right? Sure. So we won't have to... Uh, uh, Even if I didn't properly introduce them, I feel like the listeners will be able to grasp what's happening. That's the thing. You give uh, too much credit to the listeners. <laughs> um, okay, so this is this is Noah's Silence of the Lambs. Begin? Yep, whenever you're ready. Oh. Interior Forensics Lab, night. <laughs> Scientist number... <laughs> Scientist number one is in a lab by himself late at night looking at jizz under a microscope. <laughs> Jody Foster walks in. Can I ask you a question real quick? Did jizz have a red squiggly line underneath it when you wrote it? No. Did it the first time you wrote jizz? And yeah, I just, I, I just <laughs> use it so much that now my computer's like, we know okay, what's going on. Sorry. Scientist number one is in the lab by himself late at night looking at jizz under a microscope. Jodie Foster walks in. She's either a forensic scientist, a lawyer, or an officer of some sort. Nobody really knows. Maybe she's all three. In any case, she's wearing a pantsuit and speaking with the hint of a southern accent, so you know she ain't here just to chew bubblegum. I need a 138 on a QX25 stat. I have no idea what any of that means. It means I need it in a hurry. No, I know what stat means. I meant the numbers and the letters. Oh, because... I know how colloquialisms can oftentimes be more confusing to autistic scientists than technical <laughs> jargon. Anyway, it means I need a blood analysis on a sample I have from a victim. Oh, sure. No problem. But you have to see scientist number two for that. He's the blood guy. I'm just the jizz guy. Jody Foster looks across the lab and sees scientist number two taking a sample of blood from a baby lamb. She walks over to him and holds out a bloody cloth in a plastic bag. Ha, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I need a blood analysis on a sample app from the victim. You mean a 138 on a QX25? Yes! Oh, I don't run human samples. It's the victim's a lamb? No, it's a human, and I'm kind of in a hurry. Jody Foster delivers the next line directly to camera. I didn't just come here to chew bubblegum. <laughs> All right, you seem like a cool chick, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you out. You mean you'll run the sample for me? No, but I'll let you pet this lamb. <laughs> He's a cutie patootie, and maybe it'll relax you. You seem a little stressed. 
Jodie Foster goes to pet the lamb, and the lamb starts licking her hand. Jodie Foster is smitten with its adorableness. Why are you in such a rush anyways? I need to get to Hannibal Lecter. Scientist number one's ears perk up as he hears the name. (laughs) He's giving lectures now? I thought he was just a comedian. I love, oh God. (laughs) I love his bit on pickle juice. Oh, and his bit on apple juice. I guess I'm just a Hannibal juice material enthusiast. Not Hannibal's lecture. I said Hannibal Lecter. He's the main antagonist in this film, and he eats people. Last week, he killed a guy and ate his face with a Chianti and Brett Favre beans. (laughs) Wow, sounds like he has some anger issues. Uh, Why don't you take this lamb with you to calm him down? It, It worked for you. It's worth a shot. Thank you. Jodie Foster takes the lamb and begins to walk out. Hey, lady, what about the blood sample? I was lying. These are my period panties. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm dying to know my ethnic breakdown, but I can't afford Ancestry.com. We can maybe tie in some sponsorship here. Just <laughs> sure. make a note. Because I lost the holiday discount code, and the government doesn't pay forensic scientist lawyers off. So I, <clears throat> the government doesn't pay forensic scientist lawyer officers enough. I was hoping I could trick someone into testing them for me, but based on how generous you've both been with your time and your lamb, I couldn't possibly pull such a ruse like that in good conscience. Hell, if I did that, I suppose that would make me no better than Hannibal Lecter. Once again, Jodie Foster and the lamb are about to leave the lab when scientist number one calls out to her. Hey, lady! (laughs) Now that I know why they are, I'll run the test. You're a real creep, jizz scientist. (laughs) Thank you. She tosses the plastic bag with the sample at scientist number one and finally exits, holding the lamb. Cut two. Interior. Jail cell. Night. Jodie Foster enters Hannibal Lecter's prison cell holding the lamb. Hannibal is wearing handcuffs, ankle cuffs, an orange prison jumpsuit, and a muzzle. Jodie Foster approaches him with caution. Now listen, I know you hate this muzzle, so I'm going to take it off if you'll agree to talk. Deal? Hannibal nods his head in polite agreement. Jodie Foster takes the muzzle off. I'm gonna ask you one more. I'm gonna ask you one time. Where are the bodies? Hannibal Lecter starts to answer her, but nobody can hear what he said because the lamb is bang uncontrollably. (laughs) Jodie Foster goes to pet the lamb softly and quiet him down. Sorry about that. I couldn't hear your answer because of my little friend here. Now again, where are the bodies? Again, Hannibal begins to answer, and the lamb makes so much noise that she can't hear. In a fit of rage, Jodie Foster snaps the lamb's neck, killing it instantly. Hannibal looks on with no emotion. Ah, nice work. Looks like there's a killer inside of you yet. And I must say, as much as I love the taste of people, lamb is my absolute favorite dish in the world. Okay, well, in that case, I'm prepared to make you a deal. I'm listening. If you promise not to kill any more people, I'll let you out of jail and give you this lamb for dinner. On one condition. What's that? That she'll join me. (laughs) Cut to interior, fancy restaurant, night. Jodie Foster, (laughs) Hannibal Lecter, scientist number one and scientist number two all sit around a table at a fancy restaurant enjoying a rack of lamb. Scientist number one takes a huge bite and says... You know what would make this lamb taste even better? If we sprinkled some pickle juice on it. The end. I think you nailed Hannibal it. Hannibal callback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, Teresa did a fantastic job with the Jodie Foster great impression. Great accent, subtle. Be very that serious. was really good. Yeah. I think it was great. I think I 
I have I have no idea if it's accurate or not. I don't know why what I'm the lamp has to do with I'm pretty sure that's what happened right. in the movie. Yeah. There's no way to have know. Is that what happened? Why is it called Silence of the Lambs, Andrew? <laughs> you can't spoil it. It's like 30 years I, I old. Actually, I actually don't know. I, 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 saw, I saw it when I was like 12. <laughs> and is I was just there, saying you came a, back I over here. Why I saw is it a metaphorical title or is there a lamb involved? I, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure there's Maybe, no, I thought no he tucked involved. the lamb between his legs, right? Are there butterflies? Because in the, there was a poster remember. with butterflies. I can't remember. Hmm. Well, you're really selling it. I know. Well, I didn't pick the script. That's true. I'm just your producer. That's true. <laughs> I hey, think you nailed it. Well, here's where we would play the here's where we would play the game where you guess what movie my dad is describing based on having seen the movie trailer. But that was honestly, I wish I could stress to you how much that your guess will come up in every episode of the show from here on out. <laughs> you get him on the phone and do a live one. Uh, no, nah, it's enough effort to get him to figure out voice memos on my mom's phone. Each do time. you have a second example? No, that we have done them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, once we're done, I'll play an old one for you, and you can great. You can guess I would it, love it, and we'll see. All right. Thank you for writing your script. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for this opportunity. And uh, again, if any big Hollywood producers are listening, this is a perfect example of the kind of scripts that I can write. <laughs> and if anyone is listening and wants to write their own script for us, we want to do a fan episode where we we do your scripts. So you can send us a one and two page. I'm specifically asking someone who has never seen Real World Road Rules Challenge to write me a one to two page script of a reality show game show mashup. Real World Road Rules Challenge. If you've never seen it, what are some names they can put in? The ones I'm going to go with the ones I threw out before. We got CT, Wes, Johnny Bananas, uh, Anissa was a good troublemaker on the women's side. Okay. Trishel. Sure. So if you've never seen it, go ahead and uh, Blair Herder. Who the fuck is Blair Herder? <laughs> Okay, so any of these people, I want, I want to. You can write it about any movie or TV show you haven't seen, and send it to neverseenitpodcast at gmail dot com. I'm specifically helping someone writes a script to the Real World Road Rules Challenge because then we can maybe have Noah give us feedback on it. Oh, I will have a lot of opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you worry about that. Uh, But then please rate and review and subscribe and all the stuff that people do with podcasts at the end of them. And uh, yeah, send us those scripts. Thank you guys very much. And also, if anyone has any opinions, good or bad, about Silence of the Lambs, this podcast, my interpretation of it, make sure to at Kyle Ayers on Twitter yeah. and let him know all your grievances and opinions. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be about anything on this podcast. Just find me on Twitter and air your grievances at me. You know, maybe you're having a tough day at work. Uh, maybe you don't like me. He's looking for his next rooftop breakup. Let's make it happen. We're going to have to cut that last part out. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show.